Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. On this episode of Don't Blame Me, we have Kat Valdez, and we talk about a girl who might have dated, uh, not technically her stepbrother, but, I mean, the, basically her stepbrother, and how she moves on from that now that... Their parents are still dating. It's like a Serena and Dan situation, except way messier. And we also have a girl who accidentally, air quotes, sent nudes to her boyfriend's best friend. <laughs> it's dramatic. Keep watching. Thanks to Audible for supporting Don't Blame Me. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash blame or text blame to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. 
And welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me um, today. Oh my God, I was just gonna call you Catrific. That's what everybody calls me. Honestly, I think I still have your number in my phone from when we did a shoot together forever ago. And I think it just says Cat. And then I think it says Rific as last name. Yeah. So I had a roommate for like three years that to this day, she still just has me as Catrific in her phone. That's what everybody does. I have so many people in LA, especially like the YouTuber people, like Claudia Slewski's in my phone as Beyond Sexy Star. <laughs> Because her username was like Beyond Beauty Star. And then I think Arden Rose is Arden. No, I think Arden's is Arden motherfucking Ricks is in my phone. Is that? <laughs> but yeah, I have so many people that I've known for years of being like, oh, this is just like, this is how people on the internet remind everyone of their names of being like, this is my username. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, Kat is here and we're going to be giving advice and you uh, have so much podcast experience. I feel like you're going to yeah. crush this. I'm a, I'm a veteran and I, I'm a little like out of work. I haven't done a podcast in like three months because we the podcast oh, wow. I did do yeah. for two years, we decided to stop doing. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't podcasted in forever. It feels nice to be back. Oh, it's it's it, it's a good time. It's like riding a bike. You can just you just hop right in. And you just talk, 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 make everything about yourself, which is and what I end up doing <laughs> with every question. Uh, and that wonderful giggle is Melissa. Hello. Who's sick today. I so. so I have a little rest. Also, do you want to tell everybody what you did on um, Saturday? I, there are a lot of things happen on Saturday. I want to know what happened on Saturday. I fell on Saturday in the shower, in the shower while I was shaving. I'm gonna get you a life and alert for oh, Christmas. No, that yeah. is like one of my biggest fears. It was slipping scary. in the shower. Yeah. It's so slippery. It oh is. my god! And I had one leg up, so no, that didn't help. No, landed on a bottle. Oh, Not a good did you time. fall out of the shower? No, I felt like kind of like slipped up and then fell down. <laughs> Do you have like a massive bruise on your ass? It's like on the side because oh. I kind of turned because oh. this the left leg was up. So when I fell, I fell to the right. Uh, not to the left, to the left. No. Oh, well, um, we, we, we're, we're all thinking of you in this these hard time. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm going to get you a life alert for Christmas because <laughs> you walked into something else too. Yeah. 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 We'll just it's okay. I have it. a rash. We've yeah. been over there. We're both yeah. falling apart. Yeah. My knees. Also bleeding yeah, from, it is. from running into a drawer. So <laughs> I was making a dirty joke, but then you explained. So it doesn't really count as a dirty joke because you said what you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, no uh, rug burn. No rug burn. Not yet. No, <laughs> I got it. They were telling one time I got a sunburn just on my knees and I posted a picture on Twitter and everybody's like, I was like saying, I was like, I have no idea how this happened. Realistically, I do know how it happened because I was in the sun and my, I was sitting with my legs up. Like, you know, when you're like doing that, but I was laying down. So my knees are the first thing exposed to the sun. And then the rest of me was shaded by something. I don't know. And it was a, it was a good tweet. I remember that. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I was also fucking painful. It's almost as bad as the back of the legs. We were podcast. It was when oh. we had first started podcasting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Back in those days. Yeah. Well, speaking of podcasting, I mean, that's what you're listening to or you're watching. So you guys, um, if you didn't know, we record this for YouTube, which somebody commented on one the other day. Being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I had no idea you had a podcast. I was like, are you kidding me? It's the only video I upload ever. <laughs> like, I get it. Does it go to your main channel? Yeah, because I don't have time. I mean, I do have time. I just don't have the energy or the bandwidth to, like, become Jake Paul. So I'm like, I'm just going to upload podcast videos and baking videos. Um, so, yeah. So 
if you guys are listening to this on the podcast app or wherever you're listening to it, you can also watch the video on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube and you want to subscribe um, so you get the push notifications when the audio versions come out, you can go to don'tblameme.show and it will tell you. And I also redesigned the website. That's good. I'm pretty stoked about it. It's just me putting off like doing edits for my book where I'm like, I'm just going to redo this website. I'm going to build another website. What can I do with this, this and this? There's some (sighs) cute pictures of us. There are some cute (laughs) ones. Uh, Well, guys, this is an advice podcast in case you're new here and um, you guys call and you leave us voicemails and tell us about the always typically pretty crazy shit that's happening in your lives. And we give you some advice. And that phone number to call is 310-694-0976. And to our international callers and listeners, you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us all that stuff there. And uh, shall we hop on into it? Um, So a little backstory. I am now 22 years old and I have recently moved away from my hometown. When I went to college, I stayed home and like you guys suffered an hour long bus ride. So recently I moved out to a totally different city and actually a new province. I am Canadian. So uh, international caller here, but I moved out to like, no, a completely new place. I came with only a few suitcases and my friends are now away for the weekend. They plan to go to this festival thing nearby here. And so I saw the whole place to myself and I was like, you know, I'm going to take a bath or something. But then I saw how dirty this place was. So I was like, oh, I'll just clean it then. And at first it wasn't much, but then it became a lot. And like, it was bad for their health. Their bedroom is still very messy. Like Megan, they have bowls in there with like mold in it. They have cups in there and I just don't want to touch anything like, you know, get myself sick or anything but I did what I could I picked up some like you know junk food off the ground or something like you know wrappers and everything I vacuumed as much as I could and I even cleaned up the bathroom the kitchen and just like everything I could you know and it's still not the best because like I said there's food and mold and everything I don't want to risk my own safety and health um but I don't know how to tell my friend like you know this is actually bad for their health it's not just that they're messy it's that's actually bad for them and I just don't know how to talk to them about it and I know you may not get to this right away but still just like your advice for like future references since I am looking into getting a roommate um that'd be really awesome but yeah um so wait question is she this these aren't her roommates she's just staying with her friend yeah she's moving in with them but I think she, she might be like staying permanently at some point it's kind of confusing yeah because you said she might be getting a roommate later yeah. on so i thought maybe she meant like actually in her room oh, 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 or, okay. or oh. just like adding somebody else into the picture yeah. perhaps oh and yeah and then not wanting to be like oh by the way this place is really disgusting yeah, yeah. that makes sense i also want to know if she's a virgo <laughs> that she's a virgo <laughs> what are virgos like like that so, okay. <laughs> that is like I, I could literally hear three of my friends who are virgos like calling me with this exact same predicament i'd be like <laughs> it's disgusting it's gross it's bad for their health i just vacuumed like it wasn't a big deal like i would never go in someone's room vacuum for them i think that's amazing yeah is it really bad for their health if it's if, it's, if there's mold growing then yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean it's bad. bad depending on like the air circulation like if they don't have like windows open especially if they're not there like the stale air and the mold will get bad mm-hmm. um i, I mean i just don't have a lot of experience with molds so <laughs> i guess <laughs> that's, that's a good funny. thing <laughs> Um, I don't know. To me, it just sounds super immature. Like I was definitely one of those kids when I was like younger and I had like cereal in my room or whatever and I left it and it got like gross. And then I was like, oh no, I can't do this. But I was young, like a, like a kid kid. 
Um, so it, to me, it just sounds like adults who haven't fully like either learned how to be adults yet, which 22 is kind of that time. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is I think they'd probably, people are pretty embarrassed by being messy. And so I would say if you tell them being like, Hey guys, uh, cause one girl or two girls, was two. It, two, I think it was two. Yeah. I hope you're having fun, blah, blah, blah. Like just like I was bored and you can like make it like, you know, like I was bored this weekend. So like I decided to do, um, to like clean and I thought I would like help clean you guys, like go in your room and clean for you guys. And, um, uh, there like, I hope it's okay that I cleaned as much as I could, but there are a couple like moldy dishes and stuff that I didn't really feel comfortable, um, like throwing out and doing all of that stuff. So clean it up your I don't yeah. know but I, I even, think if you bring it up like do you think they'd get him so my best friend she had a roommate in college uh one of her roommates she lived in a house with multiple girls or an apartment with multiple girls and one of the girls was like this like she used to also hoard dishes and they would get moldy and gross and they had to go into the room to like get their Tupperware mm -hmm. and all of that stuff so I they just kind of I mean it really they really hated this girl because of it but I don't know I had a roommate that was extremely messy, like borderline hoarder kind mm -hmm. of scenario. And I lived with her for about like a year or two. And I can't remember if I ever actually said anything because I was just so shocked at her lack of shame for how yeah. disgusting the place would look. Mm -hmm. And she would invite her friends over. When I would invite my friends over, I would just clean it. Mm -hmm. I would just clean up all of her stuff. I'd pick it all up and throw it in her room and then do the dishes and just be like passively aggressively annoyed at her mm -hmm. for like a week. And then I would get over it. But I think that if you're not going to keep living there, then you don't need to say anything because mm -hmm. like whatever, they're going to figure it out. If you're going to be living there, I think it's worth saying, Hey, like this is like, uh, are you just maybe ask about it? Like, mm -hmm. are, do you guys, uh, care if I clean up this stuff and then maybe you guys get like the moldy dishes or just, ask about it like yeah. ask their opinion on it like oh does it not bother you mm -hmm. and or maybe make it like kind of like a light joke like oh this is, is kind of gross yeah, like send a picture and be like cute because <laughs> yeah. i mean like i'll do that if like my boyfriend leaves something mess like something like off like he will have like random piles of crumbs places and i will just like send pictures of me flipping it off <laughs> in front of like the mess and i'll text him that so like i think there's a way you could definitely do it jokingly and be like making light of the situation but i agree if you're not gonna live there don't say anything also because of either of these girls when they start dating somebody yeah. that's when they're gonna clean yeah for yeah. sure my apartment has never been cleaned to this day like we my boyfriend <laughs> and i've lived together for like two-ish years and it has never been cleaner than the first like six months of us dating. <laughs> like it was so clean like the fridge was organized like yeah. it was just impeccable so i think they'll learn it on their own um but also, if they're keeping it contained to their room as much as like you're worried about their health, uh, I think if you can like nudge them a little bit to give them a little bit, like hopefully they'll get not I'm saying hopefully they'll get embarrassed, but I would assume they would. Um, and then, yeah. And also maybe it was like a fluke. Like maybe this was something they like left it in there. I don't know how long they've been gone. It might have been on accident. Because I mean, it's also the bathroom and the kitchen too. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like right. was, there's just a. It sounds like it's just a gross. Apartment. Make a chore chart and like yeah. put it on. Be like, if you're gonna live there, maybe like, hey guys, so like I like maybe you say some, maybe oh maybe you ask them like, hey let's let's make a chore chart like so I want to make sure like 
or, or even saying like, Hey guys, like moving in here and all that stuff. Like I want to figure out like what responsibilities that I should have, like what kind of chores and like things around the apartment. Do you like, do you want to take responsibility for? And like, what should I do? And then offer like, I love doing this. Is there anything that you really like, or you really dislike? And we can kind of divide it that way. And maybe they're like, Oh, I really hate doing dishes. And you can be like, okay, cool. So like, if you leave the dishes in the sink, and like immediately in the sink afterwards, like I'll totally do the dishes. And then one girl can be like, oh, I really love vacuuming. And they can do that. I don't know anyone who loves vacuuming. I was gonna say, it doesn't sound like these girls like cleaning at, at all. all. No, yeah. but I mean, if you come in and you kind of are like, oh, so tell me like, so what do you, what, what chores should I take over that you guys do? That'll kind of, maybe <laughs> they'll they be like, do anything. but then maybe they'll be like, um, yeah, so I do this and she does this and then, and then they'll be like, oh shit, we should really like, this is kind of embarrassing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or just invite like lots of like hot people over and be like, this was messy and they saw your mess. <laughs> they saw your mess. They, they saw, saw your, your shame. <laughs> yeah. Just take a bunch of Instagram pictures, like really hot people. So basically just shame them yeah. into being clean. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's what it takes. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope it's good. Or maybe just don't live there. <laughs> Shall we go on to the next? Hi, Megan. I'm from Australia and I'm 19. My question is basically how to get over this situation and move on. So basically, my mom fell in love and met a great guy when I was around 10, I would say. And I developed a massive crush for one of his kids. So a few years later, I think I was around 15, um, this kid (laughs) kissed me for the first time and basically we dated but not really because nobody could know obviously our parents were together so we kept it a secret we were probably together for a year or two and then on and off for another year I can genuinely say he was my first love we were obsessed with each other all those things um but we knew it wouldn't last because of the situation we were in now it's a few years later I've met the most amazing guy we've been together for a year and a half we've recently moved in together He knows everything. He's the only person I've ever told and felt comfortable to tell. But my issue is I'm still constantly reminded of my past relationship because obviously our parents are still together. So we see each other all the time. So I'm struggling with moving on and forgetting everything we went through that he broke my heart and all those things. He was definitely, like I said, my first love. So hard one to get over. But um, I'm worried that I'm going to be reminded of it for the rest of my life because I'm going to have to see him all the time. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> You've got yourself in quite a situation. Yeah. It's your stepbrother. <laughs> well, I don't know if they were actually married. No, but they're but still like together. Now, it's been, she's 19 she's, and they started dating when they were 10. So dating nine. at 10. Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, 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 the mom, parents, the, the parents are dating oh, at 10. Okay. Yeah. So the parents have been together. Yeah. The parents have been together for nine years. Yeah. Do you think they fucked? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like not meaning to laugh at this situation at all. Also, there's a movie out right now. Has anyone, I'm not going to say what it is because this would be a spoiler, but there's oh. a movie out right now that has this in it. Oh. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No, mm-hmm. no one's seen it. Okay. Fuck. I mean, do you have, do you have any ideas? I'm just sitting here like, whoa, that's intense. Uh, I mean, if you're with somebody now that you really love and mm-hmm. you like it shouldn't matter really that you're seeing somebody from your past on a regular basis because you didn't say it ended terribly you just said that it ended because you guys knew like it couldn't be a thing now if you're like 
totally still in love with each other. I could see where that's really yeah. complicated, but it sounds like you have a new person you're happy with. So I think it, I think you're just going to have to change your perspective of how you look at the situation mm -hmm. of like, this person is going to be around forever. And yes, we did have a relationship and now we don't. And I think you just have to be really literal about it and try to just take any emotions out of it that you can and just accept the fact that this is your situation and it's not really going to change mm -hmm. and focus on your current relationship as much as possible. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I, I hate saying like time will like, I hate that being the advice. Like, Oh, it'll just take some time. But genuinely, like I remember even the first couple years after, like see, even if I was in a new relationship, like seeing ex-boyfriends would totally, totally suck. And now once more time passed, seeing them isn't weird. It isn't awkward. And like, I'm okay with it. And so I, I hate that that's kind of my advice, but I also wonder super controversially, do you think that maybe some of the reason why there's like so much awkwardness and she feels so uncomfortable is because her and him are the only ones that know. Like, I wonder if like, depending on how, if you want to like skew it, hell, like super innocently, like maybe if you like just tell your mom. So it's something I, I know that's like excessive and maybe that's, but I mean, you guys, it's not, you're not together. You're obviously in a different relationship. And I wonder if some of the it feels super important and it's like such a big deal because it's a secret and you're keeping it a secret from the whole family. But like, can you guys laugh about it yet? Like, can it be like, Oh my <laughs> God, so. <laughs> God, do you really think they fucked? Yes. That's the part that wait. So what, how Absolutely. old were they? Were they, when 15. they, well, they kissed when they were 15 and they dated on and off for a few years. I totally oh, shit. They And they're living in the same they house. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Were they well, or, or probably around each other? They're all probably the time. in the same house. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, you just have to deal. Like you did this, <laughs> like you did this. This isn't like a Serena and Dan thing. Like, <laughs> like you did this to yourself and it's, yeah, the amount of, I think sometimes we just all kind of have to live with the stupid decisions we made when we were young. And this is kind of one of those. And I'm not saying it's stupid. It's just like, this is how you feel afterwards. Like you feel this awkwardness and uncomfortableness, which I think is, totally valid, but, um, it's, yeah, you just, it's, there's not much you can do. I think also you can, I feel like there's probably a lot of shame here. Like you oh, probably yeah. feel really embarrassed, which I'm so sorry if I've contributed to any of that. I don't mean to say this <laughs> no. is shameful. I just can totally see this happening at like, if like, I don't know, like if one, if someone I'm like this, I could just see this happening. Like there's another cute oh, young this person. This probably happens all oh my the God, time. My friend had like a massive crush on her cousin for so long because she didn't understand like really what cousins were. And he was first like, cousin a second cousin. Well, I was going to marry all of my first cousins exactly. when I was five. Like, they're so, cute. And yeah. like, you're like, oh, another person my age and we're on vacation together. And like, you're younger and you don't really understand. Like, well, like this, they're not even blood related. And it doesn't just feel like, permanent. It feels like someone you met when you were a kid mm -hmm. and it just happened. You don't understand that dynamic when you're so young. And yeah. so I think that if you are embarrassed about this or do feel shame about it, I think just letting yourself off the hook a little bit might make you feel better because you probably feel so much anxiety over the situation in general and just looking at it and saying, okay, this is a situation I put myself in. I was a kid. Um, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but whatever, it's not that big of a deal mm -hmm. now. And just forgiving yourself in a way and like, ex like just accepting that that's what happened and not like beating yourself up over it. Cause I feel like there's probably just a lot of like anxious feelings regarding that. Like if nobody knows about mm -hmm. it, if you can't tell anybody about it. And so just like 
be like easy on yourself yeah. about it. That might help with the weirdness, just owning that it happened versus like, oh God, this happened. Now what do I do? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't want to make it all about um, other people's perception and the reaction and stuff, but the fact that you, and not like, getting like seeking like who whatever gender you're attracted to their approval but your boyfriend knows and he's like yeah and like this is he's okay with it so if anything you're your harshest critic in the situation like the person that you really care about and you really love and honestly probably the person that would be the most judgmental and that you'd be the most worried about telling would be your next person that you date or any other person you date and you've already tackled that and he's already okay with it and so I think that that's exactly what you're saying like you have to come to peace peace with it at yourself and just realize I mean everybody just does things without thinking of the consequences and also if your parents I don't know when her parents got divorced or split up but if this was like the first guy that your mom dated afterwards you probably aren't thinking like oh yeah they're gonna end up together I'm seeing this like 10 years down the road and they're still gonna be together it's kind of like oh shit well definitely didn't (laughs) think that one totally through like didn't see that coming so it's not I wouldn't say it's that big of a deal because you're also not blood related and you're not still together and um maybe if you haven't had a conversation with him about it in a while and you can just be like can we just like talk out that this like do you feel awkward do I like so I think maybe I'm not I don't believe in closure but if there's something that if you just want to know if he feels as uncomfortable as you do sometimes there is comfort in knowing that somebody else is like oh no I feel hella fucking awkward too and then you don't feel as like isolated and alone with it um well I don't think we helped at fucking all with this (laughs) I'm so I would love to know yeah, I would love to know if you what other people think. Maybe like in YouTube, if you want to comment and stuff, it maybe I don't be know. Be gentle, or in. <laughs> yeah, or call, yeah, call in and let us know yeah. uh, what you guys would do in the situation. And maybe if somebody else has been in the situation, it would be probably feel really nice for her to know. Oh, um, I'm this. I know this happens. It has all the to. Time. It has yeah. to. It has to. But don't call in if it's real incest stuff because that's no. Not, please no, don't do that. We're not going to no blood relations. No blood relations. Also illegal. We're not qualified. Right? No, not at all. We're going to have to like forward your number. It's not good. We've done it before. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go on to the next one. Hi Megan, I'm 20 years old and I'm in a bit of a pickle, so I'd really appreciate any advice you have on my situation. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and a half now and we've been doing long distance for pretty much the entire time. Yes, we have an end goal. It's when he finishes university and we have about a year and a half left to go. I'm really happy with it because we both get to be our individual selves when we're apart and have that sense of independence as well as being a couple when we're together and talking constantly. However, when we first began dating, I met a few of his friends and one of his friends I clicked with and began a friendship with. This made my boyfriend quite annoyed because he was worried his friend liked me. I reassured him that that wasn't the case and we moved past it. When it came to the first time we separated doing long distance, it was really difficult for me because I wasn't very busy and he was the only person I had to talk to. Um, And so I would talk to his friend when he was busy and I guess that I sort of developed a crush out of feeling lonely um, from my boyfriend being busy in a way. And I sort of ignored the feeling and a few months later I accidentally sent him half a nude. It was just like the top half of me to that same, um, that friend of his. 
Um, so I stopped talking to him because it was just weird after that and didn't want my boyfriend to become insecure over the situation and thinking it was on purpose. But now we've managed to just laugh it off and not really speak of it and I'm really wanting to be good friends with him again. I'm just worried I might end up liking him. I truly love my boyfriend and I would never do anything behind his back. I can definitely see a future with him and I don't have any doubts about it. He hates that I want to hang out with his friend, even in a group situation, and I really don't know what to do. He isn't the best of friends with him either. He actually quite dislikes him and was only kind of friends during high school. I've never had sex with anyone but my boyfriend and I've only ever had this relationship. I've never had one before and his friend also studies in a different state to me. So I don't really see him that often either. I love your podcast. You're a true gem and I'll always support you. Okay, I'm going to hold you to the I'll always support you. Not <laughs> <laughs> to be real tough love. I mean... What do you think? <laughs> She's putting gonna, it on me. Yeah, I just uh, I'm gonna, I need I need to hear what you say before I go. Before in you get mean. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, if you want to be like light bad cop, then I have to adjust my bad cop. <laughs> we can't both be bad cop. Uh, I think that first of all, this is again another scenario that probably happens all day, every day, in so many different relationships. And one thing that I've kind of realized is a lot of times we'll like somebody and we'll get in a relationship with them, we'll start dating them. And we'll develop a crush on their friends because a lot of times people that are kind of similar hang out mm -hmm. together and it would just make sense that you're going to be attracted to other people. And that's another thing that happens when you're dating, you're still attracted to other people. It's that doesn't turn off or shut off when you fall in love with somebody else. And so I think that you're being really naive to think that like you have zero. You, well, you said you have a crush on this guy. So you did admit that, but I think it's like, it would be pretty naive to move forward and continue a friendship with this guy when you know you have a crush on him. And when you know that it makes your boyfriend really uncomfortable for really valid reasons. And it's not that he's being psychotic and he's just like picking up on something that's not there. His intuition is picking up on something that's mm -hmm. there. And I think that you can acknowledge that. And so you are right when you said you're hesitant to start up a friendship with him again, because like after the whole half nude scenario, uh, which I don't know if that was actually a mistake or not. Um, I don't know if you know if that was a mistake or not, but after that whole thing happened, I think it is best that you guys are not friends anymore. And I just, you're playing with fire and it's just going to get more complicated if you continue that way. But I also, I get the appeal. Like mm -hmm. it's a safety net. It's like someone there when your boyfriend's not meeting your needs, it's like kind of having two boyfriends at once. So it's I get it. exactly what I was going to say, because it's not it's that isn't a friendship. Like be key is like a fill in boyfriend when your boyfriend's not there. And I don't know if you're like, I don't know if you intended for, I don't think you intended that when you started this friendship with him, but that's kind of just what it is, especially because his ties are to your boyfriend, not you that it is like, there is somewhat of a similarity there. Um, let's address the nude situation. <laughs> Unless both of their names are Alex. It's not, it's that to me. I'm like, mm, mm. there's even exactly like you said, even if you don't realize that you did it on purpose, I think there was a part of you that probably just wanted to be like, is this crush one sided? Is this something that like, I'm, is this just from me? Um, and you didn't say what his reaction was, um, but you guys kind of just laughed it off again, not to like infer, 
but maybe I don't know if that meant that he he didn't see you in that light and he sees you as his friend's girlfriend. But or, or maybe that for him was kind of crossing a line because you guys kind of like laughed it off and it's fine now. And he didn't act on neither of you kind of acted on it. Um, but as much as you say that you really care about your boyfriend and really love your boyfriend, this shouldn't be really hard for you if that's really how you feel about him. Because like if you ever like hurt somebody that you love in that kind of way. And it's, it is your fault. Um, there's like a sense of guilt there and so bad that you're like, how can I make this better? I never want you to feel like that again. But I also think that the, the attention and all of that stuff feels good. And an emotional affair, um, an emotional cheating, I think is just as harm, like hurtful as somebody who's been like emotionally cheated on. It's almost I mean, I've said the thing of being like, I wish you would have actually have had like, like hooked up or slept with somebody else or like made out with somebody else because that would make me feel less, like less dramatic because so much of it, it's just like the mental conversations and all that kind of stuff. So it's, like a it's just a betrayal regardless. It, it, totally. And there's something that's more, it, it's longer. Like, and I'm cause like you have to build up an emotional relationship with somebody that comes from like talking conversations, as opposed to be like, we got wasted and we hooked up one time and I felt really guilty about it. It's something that starts really innocent. And that also is scary because it feels like it can happen any other time because you're like, Oh, this just like spiraled out of control. Um, I think like there's, there might even be something a little bit enticing about the fact that your boyfriend doesn't like this guy. And I think mm-hmm. there might be some of like, missing him and you want him to kind of be jealous and not in like a vindictive way. I'm very, was very much that girl of being like, I really want my boyfriend to be jealous, blah, 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 blah. And some people are and are not jealous, but I used to identify jealousy with how much someone liked me. And if they weren't jealous, they didn't like me a lot, which isn't true. Like they're not connected at all. And so I think like you would have never put yourself in this position if you didn't it's not even, I don't even think it was just missing your boyfriend. I think, I think it was missing your boyfriend and it got wrongly in, in missing your boyfriend. Uh, and as, as opposed to just like filling the void and finding someone, I think like subconsciously you wanted to make him jealous. So he would give you more attention. So you wouldn't have to miss him and you wouldn't need this other guy. And he didn't do that. And then I think the relationship with this other guy kind of got a little out of control. Um, And if this is, if it's hard for you to think about not being friends with this guy who your boyfriend really doesn't like, and exactly like you said, for very valid reasons, I think maybe as much as you are really like, you really love your boyfriend, all that stuff that you're just maybe not ready for a relationship, especially if it's another year and a half of the long distance. Um, There's nothing wrong with like wanting to play the field and wanting to like talk to multiple guys and like have like, I love attention. Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong (laughs) with that. I think like, as long as you can, as you just have to become self-aware of that. And in your endeavors of dating or whatever, you just can't hurt other people. And that's the thing here. Like he, your boyfriend's the one who's getting really hurt. And I don't think it's fair for him. If you really care about him to, even spend any time like wondering and being like, Oh, I should still be friends with this guy. And like all that kind of stuff. And just like you said, it's not, it's a naive way to think about it, that this isn't going to like potentially happen again. And you just, yeah. Long distance is hard too. Long distance is hard. And you're also, I think if you're trying to hold yourself accountable and be honest with yourself, it's like moving forward and 
other potential relationships or just this relationship. It's like, hold yourself accountable and like try to cut off bad behaviors like before they start to get too crazy. Cause you're still really young. Mm -hmm. You're only 19. So this is the only, or sorry, 20. Mm -hmm. This is the only person you've ever been with. This is the only relationship you've ever had. You still, you kind of have like a clean slate right now. So like, don't fuck it up and like Mm -hmm. cheat on your boyfriend or really screw him over because then sometimes that creates these like patterns that will happen again and again in future relationships. So take responsibility now, do the right thing now, and it'll make it easier in the future for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, not to be controversial. I don't think she didn't tell him, did she? That's what I was confused about. Did she tell the boyfriend? I don't think I wasn't sure if they laughed off the dude or if the other kid laughed off the nude with her. I I think think the other other guy, I think it was the guy who got the nude, which also no one should be laughing when you send a nude. Like I should be the only one laughing. Well, she was probably like, LOL. If you said said LOL, I'd be like, I can say LOL to my boobs, but you can't say LOL to my boobs. I, I mean, not to be that girl. I don't think you need to tell your boyfriend. Um, but I think you need to completely cut off this guy, not be friends with him anymore, delete his phone number, like don't be friends with him on social, all that kind of stuff. Your boyfriend also, his disdain for this guy, um, you've said that your boyfriend think, didn't she say that her boyfriend thought it was like a little too flirty with her or something like yeah, that? that he yeah, that he had a so, crush on her. And she doesn't like him. I mean, yeah. He doesn't like him. So imagine he already doesn't like this guy and also is upset because he has a little bit of a crush on you. This is like his kind of worst fear come to light, not obviously like actually cheating, cheating or anything like that. But I think if you can cut him off completely from your life, that other guy, um, I think even then you might realize that this relationship is something that you're like, Oh wow. I really do love this guy. I can do this long distance thing. Like I can be independent. I can like make my own friends. I can like start up hobbies and stuff to like distract me and enjoy living my own individual life. Or you might find like, you know, I really don't want to be in a relationship that's soup that's long distance and all that. But I think you have to cut off this other guy and give the guy that you say that you see a future with a chance. And then even if that means that you realize later on that that's not exactly what you want, I think you have to give, give it the opportunity and give yourself exactly what you said, like step up to the plate and be fix your mistakes because there, I made so many of the same mistakes over and over and over again. and became a completely unhealthy pattern of the people that I was dating and like the, how I was behaving and how I was letting other people treat me. So the quicker that you can move on past that and like take responsibility, I think you'll, you'll figure out if this is the relationship that you want and then you'll be able to salvage it. Oh, dramatic. Good God. It is a little bit of a pickle. (laughs) That's a big pickle. (laughs) It's a big, big pickle. Okay. Are we going on to a break? Uh Ooh, (laughs) I'm psychic. Uh, Okay, guys, we're going to be going on a quick break and we will be back. What would it look like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks motivates us, inspires us, and even brings us closer together. For our audience, Audible is offering a free audiobook when you start a 30-day trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com blame or text blame to 500-500 and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Start your 30-day trial, download an audiobook for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Peasy. Lemon. Squeezy. Thank you. Finally, how many episodes does that take? (laughs) There's no better place to listen than Audible because Audible members now get even more. More is more, people. 
Ooh, that was a good voice crack. There's exclusive audio fitness programs, audio books, Audible Originals, and more. And now, with Audible Originals, you can experience even more custom content made exclusively... Whoa. Mm, that's the word. Exclusively <laughs> for Audible members. So, guys, I recently downloaded a book that I saw the movie of first, which I know. I mean, it's not really how you're supposed to do it, but I learned about Crazy Rich Asians, which a fantastic and fantastic film. And it just got announced that they're going to be doing more of them because it's a book series. So I'm going to start by listening to Crazy Rich Asians, which is the first one I downloaded. But I'm going to listen to all of the rest afterwards so that I can listen to it before I see the movie. And it's great. The book is by, oh, the book is narrated by Lin Chen. And it is by Kevin Kwan. And it's a part of a trilogy. Guys, wow. Whoa, my gosh. I'm about to spend a lot of time in my car. <laughs> it is 13 hours and 53 minutes. That's really what I need, honestly. It's fantastic. If you guys saw the movie and you want to listen to the audiobook, you should definitely check it out. So if you've already listened to Crazy Rich Asians, maybe you saw the movie uh, and you've already read that book, guys, let's all listen to the whole series of it before the next movies come out. And we've got some time. Yeah, it's like a audible book club. Oh, yes. Like a listening book club, which we all, all clearly like to listen. I clearly like to talk and listen to my own voice. Sometimes I need a break and listen to somebody else's voice. True. True. Do you need a break from my voice? Is that what that was about? I hear your voice a lot, though. So much. <laughs> Just in your head. Like, oh, she's there. She won't go away. Every month as an Audible member, you get one credit good for any audiobook you choose, plus two Audible originals from a changing selection that you can't get anywhere else. Audible members also get access to audio fitness and health workouts created exclusively for Audible. Plus, guys, your books, you get to keep those. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. So if you didn't like your audiobook, exchange it. No questions asked. I do it all the time. Really? Do you start a lot of... I If I start a book, I have to finish. So sometimes it'll be a book that it's like recommended to me that I feel like I should be reading. Oh. And then I listen to like the first mm -hmm. chapter. I'm like, eh, not for me. Yeah. And I no. return it and get another one. Yeah. I, I, I really, I think my favorite genre, I right now I've been listening to fiction books, but one of my favorite genres are non-fictions narrated by the author. Mm -hmm. Gosh, so funny. Me too. So good. Also, when you listen to sad audiobooks, that's always gets me because I'll be like listening on the plane and it just looks like I'm that girl listening to like a sad song <laughs> and like looking out the plane window thinking it's a music video. I'm like, no, it's a book. It's just in my ears. Start a 30 day trial and your first audiobook is free. That's my favorite amount of money to spend on things free. Go to audible.com slash blame or text blame to 500 500. That's a-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash blame or text blame to 500-500. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to hop into some more calls. I'm 24 years old. Um, I started this new job like a year ago and it's amazing. It is a very important job. And my boss is incredible like she's so amazing and she's very recognized in our field um and we got along pretty well like soon we became best friends and we're inseparable but the thing is a few months ago we we were hanging out at, at her place and we got really really drunk and we ended up making out 
Um, so um, that was that. And I had a boyfriend at the, at the time, so I cheated on my boyfriend with my boss, who's a woman. Um, she is openly gay. But the thing is, like, I'm not. And I didn't know I liked women. Um, I've broken up with my boyfriend since because I continued cheating on him with her. And I just, I thought that wasn't fair. Like, I love him so much. He's an amazing guy, but I couldn't keep this going. But the thing is, I feel like sort of this internalized homophobia. Like, I don't see myself as a woman. Um, I'm not thrilled about the idea of coming out to my family and friends. Like, when I had a boyfriend, it was fine. But now that I'm not, I feel this pressure to to take this relationship seriously. And she's pretty serious about it. Um, and I really, really care about her, but I think it's a bad idea if she's my boss uh, because people, I mean, if we keep it secret, people are eventually gonna find out. And if we go public, like what are people gonna think about me dating my boss? Um, I don't know, like, I'm not ready to to tell my parents because they're not going to be thrilled that I'm dating someone so much older than me and who's a woman. Oh, I just, like, want to give her a hug. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I also saw this coming from the very beginning of the college. Like, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you get in it with her, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking that, too. I feel like I have a lot of things to say oh, about take this. Take it I away. I just, like, dive take in. Take it away. Okay. Um, I think that you're kind of correct when you say you probably have a lot of internalized homophobia, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't like gay people or like whatever. I think it's just, well, okay. I also, let me go back. You can also be bisexual. It doesn't mean you have to be totally one-sided gay, or it could just be, you just love or like this woman in Mm -hmm. particular a lot. And you're never going to like another woman again. So don't, I can understand why it's confusing for you to suddenly be 24 years old and be like, okay, wait, I'm attracted to a woman. I've never been attracted to a woman before. Mm -hmm. I've never seen myself with a woman. This can't actually happen. And I can, I understand how that's super confusing for you, but I think that you just need to kind of isolate the situation and just look at it for what it is like in the present. And it doesn't mean all this stuff about you. And also you don't have to tell your family about this right now. Like as, as much as I am a really communicative person and I like to tell my family everything that goes on in my life, there's some things in my life that it's like, okay, they just don't need to know this right now because I haven't come to terms with this. And I think that until you're more comfortable with this scenario, nobody needs to know whether it's at work or at home. And I think that you saying that at work, you're like, well, I don't want anyone to know that I'm dating my boss. I think you just don't want anyone to know you're dating a woman. Mm -hmm. That's just like what I think, because if this were a man that you were just like head over heels in love with, you probably wouldn't be quite as hesitant to tell people at work. Uh, so I get it. It might be just like a mixture of both. And I think that you probably have spoken to her about your, like how hesitant you are because of these things. Like you're not out as like queer or bi or anything like that. And so I think that if she's patient and understanding about that, then 
just keep it between yourselves until you're like ready to tell other people. But I would suggest like not shutting out the relationship and then blaming it because like she's your boss, because then I don't think that's being totally honest with yourself. I think you do want this relationship. I just think you're afraid and that's really valid, but like try to be brave and hang in there. Cause I think like, if you really do have something special with this person, you don't want to shut it out just because you're scared of other people knowing. Yeah. I no, I, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I think the biggest issue here for you is the internalized homophobia. And I think that's really scary because you can, can be a complete ally for the queer community and then have never seen yourself as being with a woman and just kind of that typical like little girl fantasies of like, oh, like marrying a boy and like all of all of that kind of stuff, like that Prince Charming thing. I think you can be an ally and an advocate towards the queer community and still kind of see something different for yourself and not judge it. But then when it's happening to you, it feels a little odd. I would I also would say I I agree. I don't think you need to put any labels on it. I've always said like, I'm straight, but that's because I've never met a girl I was been into, but that doesn't mean that that girl doesn't exist. And I think, I mean, sexuality is a scare. It's a spectrum. And so you can fall anywhere on that. And I think more than anything, it's like, I'm not attracted to every single guy that I see. Like that's the same thing. Like, and that it's so much more about the person and the personality that I really think that everyone, you fall in love with people and you might just happen to fall in love with more gender than the other or specifically one gender. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't really think that you need to define it to anybody. I think I understand the fear of, I would just say, I think the, Dating somebody who's out, and this is something that's really, really new for you. I think the biggest advice I would just say is talk to her a lot about it because I have friends who uh, are gay and they don't want to date somebody who's not out or if it's not coming soon because they spent so much of their time in the closet and they already had to go through that whole process. They, they don't really, don't, they don't really want to go through that all again. So I think the more open and honest you can be with her, because you also might feel some pressure of being like, I've never been with a woman before. Like you've been with women. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I stack up in comparison. And like, this is all very new. So I think the more you can talk to her about it, this might, even if this isn't the relationship for you, this might be opening up your mind to being like, oh, wow, no, I, I can fall in love with somebody else. That's not just, I can be with somebody else who's not just my boyfriend and I can fall in love with a woman. So it doesn't, the relationship only has as much importance as it's, it's going to have, but you have to communicate that with her and address that with her because otherwise it is, you're going to internalize a lot of it. And it's going to, I think it's just, there's a lot of like self-loathing when it comes to, I don't know, when you, you, you don't recognize yourself or you're doing something that's very out of character for you, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just different. So I would say definitely talk to her about it. And I don't know if you're in therapy, but I would totally recommend that. Um, and yeah, I, I think, yeah, there, there can be also a little bit of pressure. Maybe, maybe you're like being like, okay, this is opening up the world. Like I could be into girls too, but I don't know if I want to be with this woman forever. And she might feel that. And so there is that stickiness of being with a boss because it is somebody in power, which is attractive. And you also then, if it doesn't go well, do you fear for your job? Like, how's that going to yeah. happen? So, I mean, I would, if there's a way, if you want to date her and that's, I'm all for that. I think that's great. 
I don't know if there's a different, um, if she's like your, your boss, boss of your department, or if there's a couple of people in her position that you can maybe transfer to like a different team or something like that to kind of keep that separation. And then also if you do feel like you really want to give this relationship a like real go, I think there's also like maybe finding a job that's like a, your similar job, but a different company just to keep it separate. I met my boyfriend through work and I, we didn't date the whole time we were working together. And I think if we had started, if we had dated while we were working together, it start could start off like that, but it just, it's also just a lot of time to spend with somebody that you kind of want to keep those separate lives. So I don't think there's anything like weak about that either, or like, Oh, I'm leaving a job for somebody or something like that. Um, I think if you want to give a relationship, like a really fair shot, having them be your boss, I think is a hard way to do it. And also I think as much as it would be hard coming out to your family and everything, the questions from work too, because you probably have work friends who knew you had a boyfriend and all of those other things. You don't want to be in a work environment where you feel shame and you feel uncomfortable. And I think honestly, you might there. And I think looking for an, is that, I don't think that's ridiculous, Uh, but also, if we take like the lesbianism out of it, if this was an older man that she got drunk with and then that yeah. was her boss that they hooked well, up, would we be giving thing. the same advice? That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. There's a power thing that's attractive to that. And that's why I don't know how much, not to say how much you don't like, how much you like your boss, but like how the power her powerfulness is so attractive. She said it a bunch of times. She's like, she's top of her field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But is that wrong that that's attractive? I don't think it's wrong. I just think in it's upper, it's an issue if you're working in the same place, because Mm -hmm. who knows how much of that is. So like my boyfriend and I, we didn't date the whole time we were like flirting at work together. I was so petrified when we went on our first date that I was like, I think the only reason I liked you was because I wasn't supposed to like you. And you were this kind of untouchable thing of like, oh, we're not allowed to date because we work together. But also you guys weren't in a position where he was like your boss. No, but different. Even in the sense of being like, I think when you're in a workplace and somebody can be it can it just everything can get kind of skewed. You can be attracted to somebody like because you're not supposed to be or yeah. you're attracted to somebody because they're so powerful and all of that. But if you take that away, do your feelings still hold up? And also like it just it it makes me it just makes me worried in the sense of the power and control that she has over right. the company, like over everything and your livelihood and your job that I think Again, like, yeah, if it was a guy, my advice would be like, if you are both serious about each other, both of you should want you to get a different job so it doesn't conflict because people will talk about it. But more than people talking about it, it's just I don't think it's healthy for one person in the relationship in the relationship to have that much power at all, like whether it's Mm -hmm. in the relationship or outside the relationship. And if they're your boss, they have a lot of power. But I think like you could also be really super like this is how you guys could have met. And like maybe this is you would have met like later on in the world or something like that. And it would have been great. But I think if you're both serious about it, then like doing it, getting a new job or just trying to work not directly under. Yeah, because it's just so much power mm-hmm. to have. Over well, it would also someone. probably start to change. Like if you're dating, it, you yeah, it, it, and then do you feel like, like you're getting favoritism say, though? Too? Pro- like other people will probably be like, yeah, okay, well, 
she slept her way to the top. Yeah. yeah. And like there, you don't want, you want your success at work to be based on like your merit and your competence and like your work ethic. And I think I, if it, if it was me in that situation, I would always be one, I would be teetering between always fearing for my job. If like my significant other and I got in a fight and then I had to go to work, um, or I would constantly be worried thinking that like my positive accomplishments were only because that I was dating this person and not saying, and even if it's like subconscious on either of your ends, like I don't think it, it always is intentional, but I just think like, what if you're fighting and then you go into like a board meeting and like something, they say something or like they criticize your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to take oh, it really personally. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take it and then you bring it home. And that's kind of the issue there. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah. It's, I wonder how much older she is too. Yeah. Cause I would think yeah. a lot older. Mm-hmm. Just be careful, be safe and talk to her about it too. Cause maybe, yeah, maybe she'll be like, no, I really think that we should, you should get a new job. But if she's like, no, I think you should stay here. Everything will be totally fine and normal. I think that's a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. Cause if it was a male boss saying that I'd be like, well, okay, well, scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we go on to the next? Yeah. Hi Megan. My name's 21. Uh, So I've been seeing this guy for about two months now, and I'm not sure if he's ghosting me or what's going on. Backstory with him is that we met through mutual friends and went on one date and then started hooking up pretty much weekly. I've only had sex with one other guy, my ex, who was really experienced and we had a lot of sex, but I never went down on him. I've realized I think the reason I never did was because I don't think I really liked him that much, so I didn't really want to. Um, But with this new guy... He's less experienced, and we also went straight to having sex, so I haven't, go down, got, haven't gone down on him. But the thing is, I really like him, and I want to. I'm more confident in sex than giving a blowjob because of my experience with my ex, and I really wish I could have blown him just so that way I'd be more confident now. But the thing is, I really like this new guy, and I don't want to fuck it up. Um, he's also inexperienced, so we go straight to sex, so that way uh, it lasts long enough. Um, I know you said in previous podcast episodes that you give a bomb explanation as how to give a great BJ. So side note, can you please explain and how to be confident and sexy in your first time? I want experience, but I also want to keep this guy because I really like him. Also, I used to talk to his roommate. We never hooked up or anything, but I don't know if either of them know. They're also on the football team at my college together. Uh, Basically, it's been a week now and I haven't heard from him. And I'm wondering if his roommate talked to him or if he's busy. I know he was on vacation and we had finals, but I don't know if I should reach out or what. Um, I'm also going to a party tonight that I think they will both be at. And part of the problem is I think I still have feelings for both of them. I have multiple questions here, but how do I get experience while making sure a guy likes me in bed? What do I do about this ghosting scenario? And what do I do about the fact that I think I still have feelings for both of these guys and their roommates and play on football team together? Okay. I love your podcast so much. I, it's like literally the highlight of my Friday. Um, and I really hope you can help me out here. And I'll call back if the party goes well or badly. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my gosh. She sounds really pretty. <laughs> Um, okay. Wait, so who's ghosting her? I know. That's what I was confused the about. Current the current guy. But how is he ghosting yeah. her? I didn't hear that part. Me neither. Don't I just know. heard that like, she's like, is he ghosting or something? Me? Yeah. And he hasn't texted her. Yeah. Okay. First things first. I give a mean blowjob. Second thing. <laughs> um, your sexual, how you perform in bed or whatever, anything like that. I would just really advise you not to have the outlook of like, how do I keep a guy or keep a guy interested in me sexually? And like, those aren't tied together. If somebody's into you, it's the same thing. I wish we could all think about it in the same way that like we view people. Um, 
you're not, if you're into somebody, you're going to be into them kind of regardless. Like you don't need, like, it's not like you're being with him being like, I need him to keep me interested in bed. Like that's just, it's, it's just an unhealthy mentality to kind of keep. (laughs) No, but I think you need to be great. Like I, we need to have chemistry in bed, but like, I don't need like, you, he shouldn't, you, you shouldn't need to be, be like this master of no. breaking your hip every time. <laughs> yeah. And like, it shouldn't be one of those things that like he, sh- you should be confident in your relationship and not be like, Oh, sex. I have to make sure that I continue to like give him great blowjobs So he like, will stick around. Like he's going to stick around or he's not regardless of how great that is. And, uh, you're worth so much. So don't worry. You just don't, and don't if he's just sticking around for the good blowjobs. You don't yeah, want him. Exactly. So. Exactly. So like, that's not, you don't want that to be the deciding factor. Be like, well, she kind of sucks, but great head. Like, yeah. no, you don't want that. She Cause like suck. guys will yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, uh, I would say, I think if we're, let's ta- should we tackle the blowjob one first? Okay. Yeah, sure. Here's yeah. what I'll say. If he's that inexperienced, you're f- like, you're fine. <laughs> that's like, that's an easy, that's an easy, <laughs> that's an easy dick to suck yes. because he doesn't know anything like else really. You give him the worst one and he's going to be the best one he's in his life. Yeah. So. As long as you're not using teeth by any means. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Top three tips. Um, My top three tips. Okay. Um, Use your hands and your mouth. Uh, No teeth. And um, don't forget the balls. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. And then just like, but also see how they respond to that because some people, yeah, it might be aren't too into much. it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I would probably say then if we were going to have a fourth tip, if you listen to them <laughs> or just yeah. pay attention to their body, pay and attention what to what they're responding to, because we've said this on podcasts before of being like every, every dick is different. Mm-hmm. Every guy likes something different. And you could be like, you could have given like bomb blowjobs to like a different guy. And then you do the same kind of one to a different guy. And you're like, Oh wow, you're not as into this, but you can figure it out. And the more you're with, somebody the better it'll get just like the sex will usually get better because you'll be more in tuned with what the other person likes so I think experience wise I wouldn't worry about it I find that it's a learning curve with every person you're with regardless of like how many dicks you've sucked like yeah so I would say I mean also my other how old did she say she was 21 great get a little tipsy before you do it (laughs) I think that's a great like just just so you don't feel as nervous and awkward Um, and yeah, throw some music on if you feel like you want to kind of, yeah, make it a little dark, put some music on, make sure you feel really sexy because that's what makes that anything like that hot for a guy is a girl. I know comp like knowing that you're good at it or whatever, like being good at a blowjob, half of it is just pretending and just having that like sexy confidence. That's what's going to be like that. And also he's going to come so fucking fast. (laughs) So I wouldn't, yeah, I I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. The ghosting thing. Is he ghosting you? If he's going to be at a party, I guess it's college. So I kind of understand the whole like, well, I'm not going to text him. Like, let's see if he's there kind of a thing. Also, if you really, really like this guy, maybe um, figure out what he, if he wants to date before you like continue sleeping with him. If like, this is going to like get you hurt. But otherwise this could be your practice blowjobs. If you're not like that super into him. And well, she can't even decide if she's into him or the roommate. And the so, roommate she hasn't slept with. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always that curiosity. Yeah. But what if she sleeps with the roommate and it's bad and then she wants to sleep with the other roommate again? And he's like, fuck no, you fucked my roommate. Also, yeah. are they friends? Yeah, probably. Ooh. Yeah. 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 On the football I, team would, I just wouldn't go there. I wouldn't either. Don't, you shouldn't be running through the football team. No, <laughs> not. Yeah. That goes a bad look. Yeah, yeah. It just goes. Trust just, me. I'm fast. <laughs> I've been through this scenario. Yeah. 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 I just. Yeah. I think. 
if you have unresolved me, I think also sometimes when you like new sexual confidence, which I think you're, even if you feel a little more insecure, you're, you're definitely gaining a sexual confidence. Um, that can make you, I don't know, kind of like look at other people and be like, Oh, I feel really like I never slept with this guy. I just talked to him. But like, I feel really confident now. I definitely had friends who like dated guys and like when they were virgins and then like once they lost virginity, they like looped back to all their exes. They never slept with like, I'm asleep with all of you. (laughs) But I think that's kind of natural to like gain that sexual confidence and you feel powerful and you feel sexy. And you, when you see these other guys that you might be attracted to, you're kind of like, Oh, this seems fun and exciting. So I think that's also totally allowed. Um, you don't have to just, you can gain sexual confidence in a relationship, but you can also gain sexual confidence by like consensually hooking up and like sleeping around, which I think there's nothing wrong with as long as you're being safe. Mm -hmm. So from here, I think you don't even have to really figure out who you like. I think everyone just needs to be on the same page. So if this guy, if you're really into him, you have to let him know. And if he's not into you the same way, I would say drop it because it's just, it's not worth it to kind of invest in somebody who where you're both on different pages. Um, that was always my rule. I'm like, I'll sleep with, I'm not, I won't sleep with whoever, but I'm like, as long as we're on the same page, but if like one of us likes the other one more than the other, like I'm not going to do that because one of us is going to get hurt. So I think if you have that conversation, but, um, yeah. Also don't give, don't give a blowjob at a party. Don't, don't, don't do it there. Don't go into like, don't be like, Oh, it's an empty room at a frat house. No. It's never an empty room. It's never an empty room. It's People never an empty room. In. People walk in and fun fact. Um, and they will tell everybody else. They will tell everybody else. 100% happened to me multiple times, mostly in high school. The worst of them all was my friend wore a GoPro the entire time <gasps> on his head. Oh my God. <laughs> for but, like new- he, but just, he has just did that in general. No, just, no, no, just for new years. No, actually I think he did it for almost, I think but he did it for like the last part- week of senior year, but, but he did not it for the party. intentionally trying to like find not at all. Not at all. My best, best, best guy friend in high school. Sup Jake, love you. Uh, wore a GoPro on his head and was like new year's. And like, we definitely, the next morning, he was like scarred for life because like, we were like such good friends. And also I was so naked in high school and I was also did dance and theater. So like you would constantly just see like me accidentally flashing a tit as I'm putting like a leotard on in the backseat of a car. Like, right. it was just very normal. He had gone through almost like all like since sixth grade up until the, almost the end of senior year without ever having seen me naked. And then he was like, I can't get out of my eyes. <laughs> and it was like burned on the GoPro. So yeah, don't do that. I wouldn't recommend that. Or if you're going to lock doors. Always lock doors. Why would you I not know. lock I was, the door? I was like seven, 16, 17. I was dumb. Yeah, don't do that. Um, I don't I don't think he's ghosting you. I think he's just being a dude. Probably. Yeah. Like, unless the dynamic is like significantly changed, then you actually probably are picking up on something and mm-hmm. I wouldn't continue. But you probably text him first anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. Like... Yeah. I wouldn't stress like that stuff. It's so easy to get in your head about and make it seem like something it's not. Mm-hmm. So just go to the party. Well, I guess she's going to let you know how it is. I now really I'm going to want to know. know how it is. Uh, and just like have fun. And, yeah. Like, just don't overthink the texting thing. I agree. And if you want to text him, text him. But you should definitely talk because I think that if you're having sex with someone, it's completely valid and okay and probably a good idea to be on the same page mm-hmm. and after a couple times say okay so how do we feel about this and like guys can sometimes really not want to talk about feelings or be really like not if I'm stereotyping like not into those kind of conversations but I think it's really important to have it's a mature I, thing to do if yeah. you're sleeping with someone regularly but yeah and you might also find too that you you don't 
you like him, but you, you obviously have feelings for somebody else too at the same time, but like, maybe he can be a great fuck buddy. And as long as you're on the same page, my friends and I always say that, like, if you get on the same page with somebody early on, you're like, well, right now we're in this like gray area where like, I could put you in the boyfriend position. Eventually <laughs> I could also be the fuck buddy, or we could just be friends, but like, let me know now. Cause we only have like a couple week window well, where this happens exactly. before more feelings develop. So I would, yeah, I would talk to him and have fun at the party. <sighs> Lock doors. <laughs> And no teeth. <laughs> uh, are we on to producer's corner? We are. Woo woo. So producer's corner is where uh, Melissa picks her favorite call. Maybe a call back from a previous caller. Maybe somebody who has some better advice, some input from advice we gave on a previous episode. Um, and uh, maybe it's Wills from The Bachelor and Melissa finally got him to call me. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. This is um, someone that's calling with more advice. Um, this is from the original call was from the episode with Hannah Hart about the caller that uh, had a low libido. And mm. she um, and her fiance was kind of forcing her to have sex. So yes, this is someone that has similar experience and mm. they're sharing it. Mm. Great. I have the same issue. I'm in a three-year long relationship, and this has been an ongoing thing with me and my boyfriend, and I just feel like I need to call because, girl, if your guy is not being supportive, you got to get out. And the thing is, I get it. Three years is so long, and you get so comfortable with somebody, and you're either so in love with that person or you're not. But if he's not okay if he's pressuring you if you're feeling like bad about yourself because of it there has to be more conversations or you have to get out me and my boyfriend talk about this extensively every few months i've gone to a doctor about it i'm at a point in my life though where like i don't feel like i need to have sex all the time and he's okay with that and we have had conversations of how can i help you so we don't have sex hand jobs and blow jobs are a wonderful thing for guys as well as if I'm not in the mood, he knows where he can go to fix his craving. So it just, it breaks my heart that you have somebody who almost pressures you into having sex and you just got to look at him and be like, Hey, if you want to spend the rest of your life with me, you got to be prepared for this. If not, now's the time to walk and I won't be offended because guess what? Not your fault. It happens. You know, it's either because of a, uh, medication you're on or it's just your body and that's okay like it really is but when you're in those moods take advantage of them for sure that's what I do when I'm in that mood I take advantage of it and my boyfriend's more than happy to help out but yeah I'm sorry this is happening to you and I'm so glad you spoke up and I hope a little bit of this helps. Oh my God, she's so lovely. Yeah, mm -hmm. she is great. And she's that's really so good, good advice. I really liked her. That felt like very much like a girlfriend one. Being like, girl, stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that was... I mean, I, 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 I just felt really bad for the original caller. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't hear that. But I know those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I... I, unfortunately, more often than not, people feel pressured into having sex in those oh, totally. relationships. Like, yeah. Even when they don't want to. And... It's unfortunate because yeah. you it, like if somebody doesn't understand that, it's like, do they even understand you yeah. like, as a person? Do they care about you? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just it feels like objectifying. And then within a relationship, it gets very confusing. Yeah, that that's super weird. But I mean, like, 
I've actually had issues where I've dated somebody, their libido is lower than mine, mm-hmm. and that made me just feel oh, awful. my God, the most insecure you'll ever feel. Yes. You're like, it's oh, my God. Like, aren't all guys supposed to yes. want to have sex, like, all the time? Yeah. And so I was dating someone who didn't, and I talked to my therapist, and I was like, so, like, what do you do if mm-hmm. you're dating somebody and their libido is lower than yours, and, like, you want to have sex more than them? And my therapist is like, well, usually you have to go with what the other person yeah. wants to do, because if not, it's pretty messed up. It so is. I'm like, okay, yeah. So, so wait, I have to wait for him to want to have sex. Even when I want to have sex, she's mm-hmm. like, yep. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, fine. Cool. Masturbation station. Be fun, so. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But yeah. you did our, our top two things that we say to do go to therapy and, <laughs> and masturbate. masturbate. <laughs> Those are our advice for every, every, every caller. That's really good. Yeah. From both of those things. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I think exactly like this girl was saying though, it's no, if you like ranked like libido on the scale from like one to a hundred, everybody's going to be between one and 100. Like it's not either you have a high sex drive or you have a low sex drive. And those also think those things also mean different things. Like and, some, cha- and can change completely and can, yeah. can change based on like your stress levels and like what you're doing with work and things like that. And also different, just where you're at at different places in your life. And you're going to, that's why sex, I find sexual compatibility so important, not just like good sex, but somebody who you're on the same wavelength with where you feel comfortable, like not just comfortable having sex, but comfortable not having sex and comfortable being like, yeah, I'm not in the mood and that's okay. Um, so now, now she can hear from a couple who's done that and is great with it. And, um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully other guys not being a dick anymore. Well guys, um, that is our episode. Where can people find you on the internet cat? Uh, anywhere like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, cat Riffic. C-A-T-R-I-F-I-C. Woo woo. Uh, you guys can follow Melissa and I. Our socials are down below. You should also follow the podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I made us an Instagram. Um, And I'm still pressuring all of my friends to follow it because I'm like, not all of you have followed it yet. And I'm pretty upset about it. Um, But follow it. It's don't blame me pod. And it's great because if you look at it, it kind of looks like don't blot meme pod. (laughs) 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 Because I just see meme sticks out. Uh, It's great. Um, So follow us there. And if you have stuff in your life that you want some advice on for a future episode, give us a call at 310-694-0976. And our email address for international callers or listeners is meganpodcast at gmail.com. Just record an audio file and email it to us. You heard a lot of international calls and they definitely wrote them down and they were clear and concise mm-hmm. which we're a big 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 fans of very um big. big very big like big fans like, big big <laughs> big fans of big fans of little audio yes, yes. Big fans of little ones. Uh, so uh yeah and if you haven't subscribed on itunes please go subscribe there leave us a wonderful five-star review any other place you want to find out where to listen to us megan podcast nope 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 Mm-mm. it's uh don't blame me Dot show. show. <laughs> and um, on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Megan Rinks. Woo woo. Check it out there. Hell yeah. I'm like, what else can I throw in there? Order my book, <laughs> watch my movie, buy my merch. Okay. Bye, guys. See you next week. Ow. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMond. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. (laughs) Oh.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.